Hi, everyone. I want to take a quick moment and welcome our new listeners at Grateful Dead Public Radio Nashville, which you can find at gdprnashville.org on the internet. Um, this Songs and Stories podcast has been around since 2007, and since the beginning, it's been a part of Grateful Dead public radio programming, including their, their, their incarnations in Philadelphia and New Jersey, and now here in Nashville, or there in Nashville. I'm on the West Coast, but you're over there. So just wanted to say thank you. I appreciate it, and I hope you enjoy it. Let's go. Welcome to Songs and Stories, the not-for-musicians-only music podcast. So hey there, welcome everybody to Songs and Stories. I'm Michael Gaither, and this is Songs and Stories, episode number 136. So again, for you new listeners, this is a, a monthly, more or less, podcast, but uh, if, you're on, if you're hearing it on a radio station, it's probably a weekly thing. And uh, for every episode, I talk to an independent songwriter, usually about uh, their latest project or something about the business. Uh, it'll be the latter in this case, and this is going to be an episode that I've really been looking forward to. It's not really a, a talk about music, but it's about, you know, as Terry Hendricks from, from Texas says, the part that ain't art. You know, a, a big part of doing music is letting people know you're doing music and how do you get it out there and how do you do it out, get it out there effectively? Because if you're a musician or an artist, you probably have something to say. And sometimes the hardest part about that is figuring out really how to say what you need to say about what you're trying to say, if that makes sense. Uh, it'll make more sense in a couple of minutes when we bring our guest in. Today we're going to talk to um, someone who's been a friend of the podcast for many years. In fact, I was going through my archives, which are at my website, michaelgaither.com, and I'll give you a link to that in a little bit. And uh, we're going to be talking to Bev Barnett, and I realized that I talked to Bev in a podcast exactly seven years ago this month. It was back in 2007, one of my first podcasts, and actually an early show. I was doing a winery concert series a couple of times a year, and, and her husband, Greg Newland, played with Bev. They're a duo, a fine duo. And uh, we talked afterwards and did one of my first podcasts, and it was really fun. Um, Bev's a triple-plus-threat great singer, songwriter. Uh, she's done a lot to help a lot of other artists. Her and her husband, Greg, have done uh, a house concert series. They just recently started, well, recently, a year and a half ago, a, an organization called The Woodshed that does uh, concerts mainly of the acoustic variety, but not exclusively. And I played one of their shows earlier this year, and it was really fun. She's also done a lot of work being sort of a, a, a techie geek at heart, a lot of work helping artists figure out how to best promote themselves. And what she's been doing lately is relaunching uh, kind of her blog and a website called heybev.com, which actually directs to bevbarnett.com, so all things lead you to Bev Barnett. And uh, in, this, in this episode, we're going to talk really about how musicians can best use social media and not get overwhelmed by having, you know, Twitter and Facebook and Reverb Nation and all these things just kind of work, either work against you or just not work as effectively as they might. Um, and for you non-musicians and maybe just music fans listening, I think because this talks about the internet and social media so much, I think you'll find it interesting as well. 
Um, and that's really all the intro you need for this. I really want to let Bev kind of have the bulk of the time. So a couple of things. I want to remind you that if you're new to songs and stories, like many of you might be, you can find out about this episode and all the other episodes and what I'm up to when I'm not doing podcasting at michaelgather.com. And that's M-I-C-H-A-E-L-G-A-I-T-H-E-R.com. And you can find Bev again at heybev.com, H-E-Y-B-E-V. And uh, one more thing before we start, because Bev is a fine singer-songwriter. Let's hear what she sounds like when she's not talking about social media. Here's a a little bit of a cut off her and Greg Newland's first record. Um, This is called Now Is What We Are, and I picked this song because it's one of her recent blog titles that really kind of addresses what we're going to be talking about for the next 30-plus minutes or so. So here's a little bit of, of Bev singing, and then we'll talk to Bev around the kitchen table about social networking and the internet and how much fun it can be to promote yourself in the online world. We're always looking down the road that lies ahead Tomorrow's fears are spinning round inside our heads What if all our Thoughts could change the world instead. We question the grand design, join the search for any meaning we can find. Trouble is that we're all looking for a Just know the world is spinning safely at your feet Show up and proud to be right here until you leave No moment past or future could ever be so sweet kitchen table this time. We're at Bev and Greg's, Bev Barnett's kitchen table. So I was thinking when this, at this point in the podcast, people have heard some of your music samples, they've heard your wonderful voice and some songs. We're going to talk about something different though, not a typical musician interview, but I think it's interesting. So I'm thinking when this is done, I'll have a link to the podcast on my site. I'm going to take that link and put it on Facebook and cross post it to Reverb Nation and then cross post <laughs> that back to Twitter, which will cross post it back to Facebook and go in the spiral of feedback like three or four times. Is that a good idea? Uh, that's not a good idea, Michael. Tell me why. <laughs> you know, um, this this maze of social media has been around for a while now. Yes. And, and all of our, our friends... I'm not really going to do that. 
all of our friends and, and, and cohorts in, cool. in the, the music community have, have gotten frustrated with how to be everywhere at once. And so, as, you, as you're saying, this, this idea of, of cross-posting and auto-posting has... Um, I'll put it everywhere, and then I'll be famous. That's right. It's not right. You know, it, it, to be everywhere at once sounds like such a great idea, but the problem is, just like each one of your groups of friends has a different language, or each um, genre of music has a different feel to it, each different social media has its own etiquette and its own balance. And what happens when you uh, post one place and just let it be everywhere else and you're not really there, what I say, I just wrote a blog post about this recently and I, 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 um, uh, I said it's kind of like being a, an auto-posting robot you know, <laughs> that shows up at a dinner party and, and you're not really there and your friends aren't really able to engage with you. So... That's my, that's my five cents worth on, <laughs> on why not to auto, auto post. And to back up a little bit, what did what did the phrase? Because you have, you have a tech background and you're a musician. I want to kind of back up a little bit. When did the phrase social media come along? When did it come along? You're going to put me on the spot to give you a date. Oh, ballpark. Um, you know. It wasn't last Tuesday. It wasn't <laughs> last January. It was. It's been around. It's for a while. it's evolved and um, back in. Oh, you know, Facebook's around, been around, had their 10-year anniversary recently, mm -hmm. right? Right. But back in about 2007, to, uh, 2006, probably, um, more people started, Facebook started um, inching into the, the real world and not just the college world. Mm -hmm. and, uh, it, and the term social networking came about, right? right? That was the social network. Social media was really coined by the, the marketing people. Right. Mm, okay. And and here's here's a little tidbit for you in marketing, advertising and public relations. And I spent many, many years in uh, public relations in Silicon Valley and PR, as we all know, is when you work to um, you send out a press release, you talk to a reporter, you pitch a story and they write that story. And that's sometimes people call it free advertising or free publicity. It's not really free because you put a lot of time into it mm -hmm. versus an advertising, which is I decide exactly what it's going to say and I and when it's going to be in this magazine and I pay for it. Right. Mm -hmm. Advertising versus PR mm -hmm. in the industry now, instead of those two differentiations, we talk about earned media and unearned media. Mm. Right? I haven't heard these terms. So unearned media is what we used to call advertising, and mm -hmm. earned media is what we used to call PR. Because mm -hmm. it can now include a, a, a blog post, it can include um, a certain level of engagement of a post that becomes viral. It can be a YouTube video. So it's it's really an interesting age for, for people in marketing and PR. Mm -hmm. Wow. And for the musicians, we're talking. I know we're not going to get into like specific <clears throat> types of media, but we're, you know, for the musicians listening, we're talking obviously Facebook, and, and not to generalize, but I won't say all, but many, many, many people are on Facebook, musicians and otherwise. Um, Twitter is very well known for the musicians listening. Reverb Nation is a place where you can put a profile. You can also have it push things out, your gigs, your shows. Uh, you know, Bev just posted in the video, and it can go. You can have it manually push out places or automatically put, you know, which, which can be good and bad. Um, anything else you want to mention in that list of, like, commonly used? Google oh, people, Plus. People yeah. use Google Plus. Uh, YouTube is a yeah, social network. Um, right. Pinterest. Mm -hmm. Instagram. Thanks. Um, 
you know, LinkedIn for, for business purposes, not mm -hmm. so much for music discovery. Right. The, the thing is, <clears throat> none of those things are your website. And here's where so many people have a little bit of a misstep. And it's, it's understandable because it's exciting. And everywhere we look, everywhere we turn, we hear people saying, you need to Facebook page. You have to be on Twitter. Um, and we ever hear all these shoulds. And we want to make sure we're up with the times. And so all of a sudden, we have all of these profiles. And we don't have time to manage them all. We don't mm -hmm. even remember what's on them. Um, maybe you still have a MySpace page that <laughs> you've forgotten about. And uh, the thing is, all of those things are just tools. And they're tools for any business, whether you're a musician or you're selling a product. Um, you're, they are your tools to bring people back to where you live on your website. Mm -hmm. That's your home. That's your front door. Right. So ideally, you want all of these other tools that are available to you to bring people to your front door where your fans, your audience can do what you would most like them to do. And maybe that is downloading a free track and getting on your email list, buying a CD, coming to a show, continuing to engage with you. Um, coming all, on your blog, something. Yeah, something. so all of those things have, you know, you don't own any of those other networks. You, right. you know, you don't, who, who knows when they're going to, you know, mm -hmm. Now we know when Facebook's going to change because it happens every other day. But yeah, um, but where's we, my button for? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll call Bev and ask. Yeah. So, a lot of I know a lot of musicians, but they may have a domain name and mm. they may have it pointing to a Facebook page or pointing to yeah. a Reverb Nation. And um, you know, I think when you're first starting out, that that's fine. But if if you're making that step or you're already there where you really are cultivating a fan base and, um, and starting to, to really make this, uh, to make yourself known. I mean, we do this all because we have something to say, mm -hmm. right? And, and if we ever want to be heard beyond the stage, right? If you only want to be heard in the one little room where you're singing at this time, okay. But if you want to amplify that voice, amplify what you have to say beyond the stage, then these are all the tools that are available to you right. to do it. And what I really believe that we owe it to our fans. You know, some people feel like marketing is really icky and, uh, and self-promotion is, is, you know, maybe counterproductive to their, to their growth as an artist. I mean, it's certainly not counterproductive to your to your growth as a as a as a wage earner. <laughs> I don't right. think anybody would argue that, but but sometimes it you know it can people can feel like they don't want to do that. Think of it a different way. That if you don't do it, you're really um, doing a disservice to the fans who have supported you to this point. Yeah, what I found is if I if I find some new artists that I like, and if I go to probably their website, because uh, and it, to, to kind of back up that point. If you go to someone's Facebook music page, or you go to their Reverb Nation page, or you go to their Twitter page, all of those look the same. That doesn't really tell me. I mean, the photographs are different. There might be a different background, but none of those tell me anything about that artist, band, songwriter, person. If I go to their website, usually there's a color scheme or something that tells me something about them. And what I found, I think because I came into music as a writer first, that's why there's a blog on my site and a podcast and all this. I think having to... Having to Explaining what I do and documenting some of the stories behind the things I've done as a musician and songwriter, 
I don't, to me, it's, I think it's made me a little better being able to explain what I do. And I think a website can do that. It can, and it can do it uh, as yours does through, through your blog, yeah. or it can simply do it through the feeling um, that yeah. you're given when you arrive, right? Right, right. Um, there, there's a, you can, if you, la- if you land on a, a website that's maybe a little bit out, date, out of date and has that black background and glaring yellow type and, you know, 72 points. Or a, big, or a big giant animated splash screen yeah. that takes five minutes to load. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, that can give you a, a definite impression, and yeah. and for and here's the thing is that I I hear this from musicians musicians all the time. Well, they say, well, you know, none of that matters because you know the, the, my fans love my music, and that doesn't matter to them, and that may be true. Mm-hmm. Um, but don't we always want to be creating more fans? Yeah, aren't we always meeting new yeah. people, and we want to give it a good impression? And again, I want to go back to that thing about respecting the fans that have seen you this far. Mm-hmm. And if they want to share you with their friends, they may love you and they may want, they may say, oh, you know, so-and-so is busy and doesn't have time to update, update his website. That's okay. But if they want to invite their friends and say, here, go Some find this person. Some new random music. person finds, yeah. you, finds your site. Yeah. So, so it's really something to, to ponder, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm trying to help people with is... Yeah is to create that online presence in a way that is going to amplify their voices beyond that one performance. And what I told somebody when I first started doing this was like, I hate marketing and promo. But you know what? It can be kind of fun. If you're, if you're the, the, the person who's sending out a newsletter every other day to remind people about your show that Friday, that can be a little irritating. you know. But if you have to stop, and this, this seems to work for me. I mean, who am I? But... Once a month, I'll sit down and write a couple of paragraphs, and I'll throw a couple of things out, and I get a nice response. So it absolutely to have to sit down and think about telling people what you're doing or, or whom you're playing with, or you know this this interview with whoever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it's I think it can be good. It is, and it's so many people because we're all busy. Mm-hmm. So many people will will default to. The what goes out on the email is just where they're playing. You know, I'm playing yeah. these places in the next two weeks, or, you know, I'm I'm playing at this place in two hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which you might get tomorrow. Um, and really, what people want, people who are interested in you in your music are are interested in your in your music because of what you have to say. Yeah. Whether it's as a songwriter or, um, or. Or the um, the the melodic and mm-hmm. and um, composition uh, that you create, you're still saying something, yeah. and and that's what they're after, mm-hmm. and so they want to know you, right? And being able to give them a little bit of that on an ongoing basis is um, is a really great way to connect with people. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and I think especially with this, because we're kind of talking for the most part about independent musicians. I think when you find somebody you like, you tend to feel kind of an attachment to them. Or like, I remember this is a, I can say it on this. We were at Strawberry several years, the music festival, several years ago, and we saw Elin Jewell for the first time. It's an amazing singer out of Boston. And we, she said, yeah, I'll be down in Santa Cruz, where I live, um, and, and next month, and I'll be at the great place. And my wife, Cindy, went, just, we love this singer, so immediately we felt this like, she, Cindy goes, she shouldn't be playing there. She should just be playing club. Yeah, she's, she's just like, he just got real defensive. It's like, no, she should be, be you know, so you, if you find somebody you really like, you kind of want to, you kind of feel protective of them mm-hmm. or attached, even though it's, mm-hmm. you know, you just like their music, but you, yeah. 
you know, knowing more about them and having their site be a little more personal, yeah. it all adds up. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And all of those pieces, all of those other pieces, the 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 Instagram and the the Facebook and the Twitter, and mm-hmm. it, you know, if if it's something that you enjoy and that works into your plan mm-hmm. and that can really help you and and you're into it, yeah. then it works great for you. But like anything else in life, and you got to do what you love, right? Mm-hmm. You know, we're we're musicians. We're um, you know, for the for the people who've chosen this as their their sole purpose in life, you're doing that because you love it, mm-hmm. right? And that's why you're good at it. Yeah. So if you absolutely hate posting on Twitter, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Just don't. Yeah. And and I also think that um, having someone else do it for you is is just unless you are at a point in your career where you really have to have a management team and and someone and, can post in your voice well you know what no no okay. um, I would never and, and, and I've talked to a lot of people uh, oh, good. who, who okay. do this yeah and you, you really don't want someone posting As saying you. that they are you oh, okay. um, when you've got a management team working on your social media for you they are yeah. they are letting it known that they are the management team that's right? even smarter yeah, yeah it really is. Because it's all about authenticity. Mm-hmm. I mean, how, how are you going to feel as a fan if you've been following someone, you know, and really thinking it's them, and then you find out it wasn't? I mean, yeah, you kind of feel true. foolish. Yeah. I mean, even Barack Obama on, on the, the, the Twitter website, mm-hmm. on, his Twitter, on his Twitter feed, it's his staff. But if he actually authors a tweet, mm-hmm. it will be signed dash B.O. Oh, so people can nice. tell whether it's something he really said or it's yeah, something that, that Seth sense. said. That makes sense. So really quick, what is your what is your what is your website where people can find you and it's, these great blogs that talk about all of this stuff? It's bevbarnett.com. Okay. And that's where you'll find the <clears throat> Hey Bev blog. You can also get there at heybev.com. Mm-hmm. And that just came about because for so many years. Hey Bev. Yeah, hey Bev, what happened to Facebook? Hey Bev, what's Twitter? Yeah, it's yeah. six letters. It's easy to remember. <laughs> Heybev.com. That's it. Yeah. Um, so I want to provide, you know, free resources on mm-hmm. the website. I want to put together some low-cost cla- classes mm-hmm. and, and uh, resources for people. So I'm doing a lot of investigating on, on what it is that people are interested yeah. in, what they want. And when I post want. that link, I will post it, and I will craft a new message every place I post it that fits the vehicle <laughs> that, fits that, that I am voice. posting it in. <clears throat> um, so, you're, so you're, are you consulting with this now too? You're, you're posting some resources. You want to do some mm-hmm. low-cost classes. I am Can people doing... just kind of contact you and say, yes. can I pay you for your time to help me figure Absolutely. this out? Absolutely. And there's actually on my website, there's a calendar where you can sign up. Perfect. You can just go in and sign up for time and, and it explains how all that mm-hmm. works. And I've been working with um, some musicians. For, and you've been doing promo for I've been doing one-on-one consulting with, with several musicians for years yeah. you know, that nobody really knows about. Mm-hmm. And um, have been just taken on some new clients and mm-hmm. building a few websites and you know, doing some revamping. And, and it's a lot of fun and I love helping this community. You know, I, as I'm shifting my focus, if I were to choose a target market mm-hmm. to, um, to build a new business where I really wanted it to be lucrative and make a lot of money, it probably would not be, probably not <laughs> be this one. But uh, I'm going to work with musicians and be rich <laughs> in about 500 years. But yeah. this, it just keeps calling me. And, uh, and I'm well, it's your community, to too. Try. Yeah. I, I, haven't, I didn't say, I'll probably say it on, on the intro, but you've, besides being a, a songwriter and a singer, you've hosted house concert series, you... You kind of 
founded, co-founded Woodshed.org, mm-hmm. which is this wonderful music series. Yeah. So you've had your hand around I've musicians. I've worked with Far West for a while. And I've been writing a monthly music column for a local yeah. magazine for a year So you're, you're kind of so. stuck in it. It's, yeah. Yeah. This is it. You might as well. <laughs> <laughs> so let, let's, because I was joking about it at the beginning, but talk about auto-posting. What some people the the email the social email feedback storm that uh, sometimes <laughs> sometimes inadvert you know with all the best intentions sometimes occurs yeah you know it's kind it's kind of like spam when when you we talked about Reverb Nation earlier when you set up a lot of people do this with Reverb Nation or and with Facebook where you'll set up a, a feed that says mm-hmm. well if I'm going to post a status update here it's just going to automatically post to all of my other social networks. The problem is, um, for example, with Facebook, if you set up an automatic feed from your Facebook page or your Facebook profile to Twitter, and for example, if you've only posted a photo, you know, some will post these memes that say, you know, today is the best day ever, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, and so you don't typically put words with that. When someone on Twitter sees that, all it has is a link. This is fb.me slash xy106, mm-hmm. whatever. And that's all they see. Yeah. And what it tells people is that you're not really there. And they probably don't, you know, they're, they're not going to engage with you because right. you're not really there. So that's the, the joke I made about it's kind of like going to a, a cocktail party thinking you're going to see your best friend and your mm-hmm. best friend sent a, um, a, an auto-posting robot that's like stuck on broadcast. Yeah. What I found too, and it was completely by accident, this is, I don't know, this is a few years back, I think we had a conversation about this, is I, I think I had Reverb Nation set to send my show updates to my Facebook music page. I'm like, oh, okay, well, I, I post real stuff there too, so it kind of... You had probably, that feedback loop thing going on. I did. You? Yeah. <clears throat> and then I, I didn't realize, but I had my Facebook feedback, my Facebook feedback <laughs> page, my Facebook page set to send to Twitter... And then Twitter sent it back to Reverb Nation, so something would come up, and all of a sudden I'd log on to Facebook and I'd see, like, Michael Gaither is playing at KCO Radio six times. I'm yeah. like, how the heck it's did that? It's kind of like walking into a fun house, right? You yeah. Know, the, the mirror, you know, at the, at the carnival where you just, where you just see everything. So I turned everything so, off. Yeah. I just turned it all yeah. off, and then I have a we have a mutual friend. I just set up his Reverb Nation page, and we said, let's turn everything auto off. You know, he has mm-hmm. a new album coming out. He goes, yep. I want an easy way to like let people know about my new record and post a couple of clips. I go, let's do a profile. Mm-hmm. We'll put the new clips at the top. I'll make a little little graphic that says new new CD coming soon. We'll turn off the auto things. And if you want to let your fans know you've got a couple of new tracks up, you give them the Reverb Nation high level link with, with some text. It's really you know mm-hmm. it's written. And I set up this Reverb Nation. We're basically trashing Reverb Nation. I I set up this Reverb Nation profile. And on, on one, one page it said, you know, auto post with a recommended in parentheses checkbox. I unchecked it. And the next day his wife emailed me. She goes, his shows are up on Facebook and I thought we'd disable I'm like, I found another place where it said auto post recommended. I found three different mm-hmm. places where auto post is by default checked. Yep. And they recommend it. Well, and, and you'll see it on Twitter too. You'll yeah. see, you know, it... it, it Here's the thing: is that each one of those networks mm-hmm. wants wants to be yours. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here I am with my bouquet of roses. I want I want to be your go-to place, yeah. right? And Reverb Nation has a lot of advantages for for new artists, especially. Mm-hmm. Um, but what you always have to ask yourself, wherever you are, 
when something is free, why is it free? And in this case, with a lot of social media properties, social networking platforms, you need to say, what's the, what is the revenue model? How are these people going to make money? Mm-hmm. Always ask yourself yeah. that. And with Reverb Nation, the answer is, as they want you to, to use their, their free widgets and their free services, so that when you get a little, when you get a following and, and you get to the point where you need to have a paid email service or you need to do digital distribution, you'll love them so much that you'll use them. Mm-hmm. But they've also, they also want to set themselves up as a fan destination site. Thus, this whole idea of who's the, you know, what's, what are the folk rankings in Campbell, California? Yeah. yeah. We just broke the top 10. Nice. Um, what does this mean? Nothing. I, I see this all the time where people I think are I'm so number, I think, excited. I think I'm number one in Americana for Watsonville again. I go between one and there two. There you go. Number yeah. one Americana in Watsonville, California. That's so awesome. Yes. But here's the thing. I can quit my day job. Um, and I, don't, I really don't want to trash. No, I don't. It's, it's, because they do offer a lot of things. But you just have to be aware hand. of what you're using it yeah. for. And there's more you need to turn off besides auto-posting. Because on Reverb Nation especially, whatever, every section will be live unless you turn it off. And if you choose not to put your songs up in their store, for, for example, mm-hmm. and someone goes to the store, it'll tell them you have nothing to sell. I don't think I realize that. So, yeah. Mm. So, so there are a lot... You need to always look at these places uh, when you're not logged in. Mm-hmm. As, uh, just as the way I've done that. Go, go in as a regular person. Go in as a regular person and see what's going on. Same with on. Twitter and Facebook. Same with Twitter and Facebook. Absolutely. And, um, you know, as far as music discovery goes, um, YouTube is actually the fast becoming the number one music mm-hmm. discovery site for people aged 13 to 24. Now, if that's, demog- to the stats, if that's your demographic. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you gotta dig a little deeper. But for for most people, um, I mean for people in our world, mm-hmm. we know what CD Baby is, we know what Reverb Nation is, we know all of those things, right? If you go to the average person, I mean go to my next door neighbor and say, Where do you go to find music? Amazon. What are they gonna say? iTunes. iTunes or Amazon. Maybe YouTube, yeah. Amazon. Um, they've never heard of Reverb Nation. They've never heard of CD Baby. Right. It doesn't mean that those services or those companies are not offering something valuable. Mm-hmm. It just means we have to recognize what our fans. Yeah, you know, and for listeners, CD Baby is. For for listeners, CD Baby is actually a, a wonderful site that has been very good to independent musicians yes. for many years. Uh, back in the olden days, when it was next to impossible for an independent musician to actually have their music distributed. Um, they would, and they still do, they'll mm-hmm. stock your CD and they'll send it out. What they do is they ask you for five copies and uh, when when they get down to, to one, they'll ask, you know, if it went quickly, they'll ask you for five more. Mm-hmm. So um, it's Or a, sometimes ten. That's sometimes nice. ten if things are going well, yeah. Yes. And, uh, but it is really nice to have that yeah. available. Yeah, it's, it's easy. It's yeah. easy. There are no annual fees. It's a great service. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A couple of things. Oh, so this is, this is like, we're talking about websites and, you know, um, I redid mine about, I don't know, six months ago, and it was people that come to my site. And I, I started, I got, I think, a handful of comments on the, you know, right away that said, you know, love the picture, love the look, love it. So some, I, I found a new template, cleaned it up, and it was a good look. I found that out. And I got a little carried away, and I found out that a lot of sites 
have a whole bunch of social networking icons across the top. You can click, you can go to YouTube, you can go to Twitter. So I added a whole bunch. I had, and it took me about a week to figure this out. So I had um, Twitter, my Facebook music page. I had a Spotify button. I had iTunes. I had Amazon. Um, I learned really quickly. I had Pinterest, and I had one other one. And about a, a couple of weeks went by, and I looked at that. And I'm like, first of all, that's really busy. Second of all, these are taking people away from my website. Absolutely. I was waiting to see if you were going to say that. It's like, this is these are taking people away from my website. So if you look at my now, it has YouTube, which I think is valid. I like it. Mm -hmm. um, it's got Twitter, Facebook, and it has um, an orange button that says RSS. So if you use a blog reader, you can subscribe to my blog. Right. So I've got like, I think, four. Right. And those are, those are ones I'm comfortable using. Right, and if you know if you have a, a template, and when we're talking about templates, there are um, there are lots of great options these days for template-based websites right. that look fabulous. Mm -hmm. um, are you using WordPress? I am. So a lot, a lot of people who are blog who blog use WordPress. It's a it's kind of complicated for for somebody who's it's totally self-hosted. So I have to actually tweak the code right. and get my DT friends to help me out. Right there, you go. Nice. So if if you if you have these social media um, icons that are built into your template, you may not have this option. But if you're coding it yourself, always choose to have it open in a new window. So yes. then, if somebody wants to visit your Facebook page, it doesn't take them completely away from your from your. Like website. I think I think every one of my links on my site opens in a new window. There you, well, no, that's not good. <laughs> I know it could be a bit much. But, uh, yeah. but the things that go off the site open in a new window. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Because you did, you know, you've got you've, you've invited them in, right? Mm -hmm. They're at your house. You don't want them to leave. Right. Like, don't exactly. send me away. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, talk about newsletters. We haven't talked about newsletters. Newsletters. Um, well, that's a whole other let, podcast. Let's, but. Yeah, it is. But you know, I'm going to bring the the topic a little one level higher to um, to email marketing, and there's that marketing word again. But with that it's is okay. what it is. It's it, okay. It's okay, and that is what it's called, and that yeah. is what we have to call it. Um, I wrote a blog post back in uh, 2010, I think, called, um, you know, spam is in the, you know, one man's spam, the spam is another man's roast beef or something uh -huh. like that. And um, whenever you email, send an email to more than one person, it's classified as email marketing. Mm -hmm. Believe it or not. Mm -hmm. Okay, if you're sending a message to, you know, your, your, your wife Uncle and your Floyd, daughter yeah, about dinner, whatever. okay, yeah, yeah. so don't, don't, don't go overboard, but... Um, and, and this idea of opting in is, is, is really important mm -hmm. because we're all overrun. And in reality, we, whenever you enter into a business arrangement with someone that requires that in which they've given you your email, your email, their email address, you have a right to email them. Right. But the nice thing to do, and there goes our bird clock. <laughs> <laughs> the nice thing to do is to make sure that you have that express permission mm -hmm. to email someone. Yeah. We've been added to so many email, you know, to the How did I get this? Oh, yeah. I met this uh, random all person. The time. Okay. Well, all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, people will, you know, I I won't look into that, but but email <laughs> communication is is still, I mean, with all of the social media, you talk to any social media guru, expert, whatever, they will tell you Email is is still incredibly important. In fact, more than my Twitter feed, really. Yeah, and in, in fact, <clears throat> one of the the premier um, uh, Facebook guru, Facebook marketing gurus, her whole campaign right now on Facebook is to tell you how to use Facebook to build your email list, mm. not how to use Facebook to use Facebook. How to use Facebook to build your email list, 
it's that important. Um, a good friend of our mutual friend of ours, Salette Swan, mm -hmm. told me from Gypsy Soul, told me years ago, she said, you know, when we stand at our CD table, if somebody, goodness forbid, if somebody only has time to either get on the email list or buy a CD, we'll take the email, we'll get, we mm. won't sell the CD, we'll get the email address. Yeah. And it's, it's so important because that's how you're, there, there's, without that, there's almost zero chance that you're going to be able to connect with that person mm -hmm. again. Or follow up. Or, but you also, mm. yeah, mm. but you also have to really guard that and cherish it, right? That's something they've given you that's, that's their connection to you, so you can't abuse it. You no. certainly don't share it. I don't think any, I don't think a lot of people do that. Yeah. Well, it's like me. I'll, I'll, I'll meet people that, you know, like what I do, and I'll say, would you like to be on my list? Oh, yeah, please. I, want, I never assume. Even right. when I think they want, sure. would you like to be on my list? And I'll usually send them an email saying, thank you, da, 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 I'm going to send you, there'll be an opt-in. I usually mm -hmm. take the time to actually say, there's going to be an opt-in message from a second email. Mm -hmm. It's it's Right now it's reverbation, and then they, okay, thank you, and then they opt in. Right, yeah. You know? And if you let them know what they're going to be getting, how often they're going to be getting it, it's always, what's in it for them? So often I hear from musicians, well, this is easier for me. Okay, but thank you. <laughs> what about your audience? Yeah. You know, and I always tell them. I'll, I'll say I do an email once a month. I'll, I'll, I might do a second if it's like a, something big I'm promoting. But normally it's one email. It's whatever I'm playing, the shows I'm hosting, what's new on the website that I think is interesting, and mm -hmm. let them know. Yeah, and you know things are changing all the time with yeah. with email and, right. and how something gets delivered and and your your rate of de deliverability. What's so f interesting? I was going to say funny. I shouldn't say that. Um, when sometimes when people have never used an email marketing platform like a Reverb Nation or, or mm -hmm. MailChimp or Constant Contact, yeah. or there, there are many, many of them, when they first see the report that tells them how many opens they've had, they're just appalled. They're like, this can't be right. Yeah. You know, this, this thing is not like my email. 500 emails. Yeah. They all used to get it and now they're not. Well, that's not really true. Yeah. <laughs> they, they weren't getting it before. You're just now actually getting the stats. And, you know, a 30%, what we call it, open rate is terrific. I mean, that's fabulous. People are busy. Uh, they'll, they'll, oh, my last they one got 37. That's pretty that's good. That's good. You know, they'll, they'll delete it without opening it. It's also, there's all of these, you know, understanding the, the technical means by which that's calculated. Yeah, and, there's and, metrics. You know, there's, metrics is a whole other topic. Yeah, it's a, there's a, there's false reporting. And it, so it's, it's kind of an art in and of itself. Mm -hmm. And, and, um, it, it used to, when I first started using Constant Contact uh, 10 years ago, when yeah. I started the, the series of the Old Espresso Garden, the True mm -hmm. Wind series, people were just amazed at these beautiful, you know, color, yeah, all these yeah. pictures that I would send them, and they loved it. And there was people people that would say, you know, I, I can't ever come to a show, but keep sending me your email because I like getting it. And it was new, right? Mm -hmm. Well, it's not that new anymore. People are overrun with these you know, HTML emails that have all of these pictures that they had to open. And there's, there's, real, there's a ratio of image to text mm. that is included in spam algorithms. Uh, so you got to be careful how many images you put in now. So um, there's a lot to it. Yeah. And, but it's, but it, it's, it's still the most important thing you can do mm -hmm. to stay in touch with people. Yeah. yeah. Where's a good place to start? Besides going to HeyBev.com. Besides, well, HeyBev.com is a good place to start. You know, look at what other people do. Look at where, where do you want to be, wherever, wherever we are on our path. Mm -hmm. There is always someone 
ahead of us that we can look to and say, that's where I want to be. And, and there's also, always somebody behind us that we can reach out and help along. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's, and kind of on the on tangent with that, there's, all, there's also things you can, you can look at and go, no, I probably don't want to do that. Right, right. Which is okay to, to, to think about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. But I think, I think we all do this instinctively. As sure. we say, well, look at what so-and-so is doing. I want that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I, it, and if you have, um, if it's someone you have a relationship with, ask them. Right. You know, people are, are usually pretty willing to, mm -hmm. to tell you, to help, you know, to say, yeah. this is what I went through, this is who I worked with, you know, mm -hmm. what, whatever. Um, but I would say that what not to do mm -hmm. is is to listen to your friends who say, you have to do this, have to do this, have to do this. It, it can you don't totally, have to do anything. you don't have to do anything, and it will totally derail you. Yeah. And, um, you know, sometimes friends aren't the best people to tell you what's the right thing to do. They mean well, but they're not the ones spending time right. putting all this stuff together. Right. Yeah. And they, you know, they, they love you. And they, yeah. and the, and going back to my, what I was saying before. I always about, assume good intentions. Yeah. But, but it goes back to what I was saying before about, about respecting your followers. Yeah. They may be saying that to you because they're in that situation where they're seeing that you're not, they, they wish you would would get your music out there. They love your music. They want it to be heard by other people and they just mm -hmm. want to help you. And so when you start hearing that, you know, a ask yourself if that's what's going on and, and maybe it is time to, to step up your presence yeah. and, and think through how to get to that. Maybe you don't level. need 12 social networking icons at the top of your site. <laughs> maybe you don't. Focus is a really good thing. Yeah. yeah. You also don't want to, I mean, it takes time to set these things up, but you also, and I, this is, I think, I think any musician, I know I was like, you can spend all, you can spend all your time working on your website or your, or your marketing. Yeah. And at some point you're like, I got to write some music. I got to just, yeah, yeah. We, I got to get away from the keyboard. Yeah, we don't. And that's the whole balance. idea of what I'm trying to do is, yeah. is help people with some balance. Yeah. To, to do the things you need to do, um, leave yourself, you know, give yourself the, the gift of time to relax and create mm -hmm. um, and to know where that line is. Yeah. Um, the, the last thing I want, I want to say, though, also, is we've talked a lot about not having to be on these social networks. Mm -hmm. There's kind of a flip side of that. It yeah, doesn't, what's, the ha what's the have to have? What's, well, it doesn't mean that? that you shouldn't sign up for them. And here's why. Um, if you have... Uh, you know, and, and it's getting to the point where there's a lot of people around, but you're Michael Gaither. And if there's another Michael Gaither out there and you didn't sign up for Instagram mm -hmm. and he signs up for Instagram, you, your, yeah. your, your, your brand is suffering. Uh -huh. So I do think that if you've got a brand that you're, that you're trying to protect, that you should go and sign up for the various That's platforms. That's a really good point. You can always, in the profile description for that platform, say something cheeky like, I'm not really here. <laughs> yeah. You know, go you can, visit me here. You can find me here. here. Yeah, exactly. Go ahead and do that. That's yeah. fine. When, when I'm talking about, you know, the whole I'll be rushing up the auto posting thing and not, being, not really being somewhere, it, if you're not there, then no one's to there to see that you're not there. Right. You know, if right. you're there by in absentia, then you look kind of weird. But, you know, so mm -hmm. that's my... I think I discovered that when I... I, I finally created a SoundCloud account and mm -hmm. I'm Michael Gaither too. It's like, all right. Oh. Yeah. But I don't really, it's, it's an, I, you know, I just, I didn't have an account on SoundCloud. Yeah. And now I, that's the one yeah. I got. I, this happened to me on Instagram. Yeah. I didn't, I thought, you know, a, a, I kind of 
pushed away. I was it that was coming up at a time where I was going. I don't know if I want to do this. You know, yes, I Beth Barnett had yeah. said to myself, I don't know if I want another social network. And by yeah, the time exactly. I signed up for Instagram, there was no way I was going to get Bev Barnett, Bev, Bev. Right. There was nothing, you know. And let's throw Bandcamp into the mix, too, because you might use that sometime. Yeah. I got michaelgaither.bandcamp. Yeah, yeah I, I highly recommend Bandcamp. Bandcamp is a really nice site. Yeah, it's very yeah. helpful. So I'm, I'm It's Really Bev. I got frustrated. I saw that. Because, yeah, so I'm It's Really Bev on Instagram because there were all these other Bevs. And I went, no, this is the one. Now you yeah. found me. It's really me. You should make them all hate Bev at. Yeah, that'd be good too. Yeah. Uh, so balance and, and the, so all the social networking program, they're they're support tools. They are. Yeah. They are. They're communication tools. Yeah. yeah. They're not the be all, but they yeah. are helpful. I mean, there's, yeah. there's the right there's the right guitar for every song, and there's the right social network for yeah. every musician. And if you're not sure which one to use, you go to HeyBev.com. There you go. All right. Thanks. Thanks, Michael. And remember, you don't really need 11 social networking icons across the top of your website. It looks cute, but, uh, you know, maybe not that effective. I think I had, I think I did have eight. I was excited because I figured the coding out, and then I realized that that was really kind of a bit much, so now I have four. Anyway, of course, that was Bev Barnett talking about all things social networking and how to, you know, kind of keep in mind that, you know, in the online world, your website is kind of where people learn about you. All those other tools just kind of bring people to that website. So, Bev, thanks for the, the time and the information. It's always nice to have an excuse to sit and chit-chat. So, once again, you can find her at heybev.com, H-E-Y-B-E-V.com, which leads to bevbarnett.com. Um, this podcast is going up just in time. There's about a week left on a survey she's running. She's actually gathering material and you know finding out exactly what musicians want to find out about the most so if you go to her site um, click on the survey link at the top left and you can actually enter to to win a drawing for one of her she makes these really cool bangle bracelets out of recycled guitar strings so you can actually get a chance to win one of those and answer a few questions the survey takes about a minute so it's 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 kind of it's kind of a cool thing and she will be posting you know some do-it-yourself some some free things and she's available for consults so it's it's really kind of a, a really cool service she's starting up it's really and there's a there's a regular blog lots of really cool things to learn about um in short blog size bite-sized chunks so definitely visit heybev.com um, really quickly before we go, because this has been kind of a long podcast, and again, for you new listeners, thank you for your time. I've got a busy summer coming up ahead. I've got a lot of local shows, and there's the, the, the American River Music Festival later this summer up in Coloma, California, and a whole bunch of local kind of fun stuff. So if you go to michaelgather.com, it's M-I-C-H-A-E-L-G-A-I-T-H-E-R.com, you can see what I'm up to. Bev Barnett and Greg Newell and her husband are actually out touring again. They have some house concerts coming up in the Bay Area. You can find about... Find out all about that at bevandgreg.com, B-E-V-A-N-D-G-R-E-G.com. And uh, thanks for listening to Songs and Stories. We'll talk to you next time. I'm Michael Gaither, and whether you're listening to this on Grateful Dead Public Radio in Nashville or KC Cafe Radio, or you found this on Twitter, Facebook, or one of those other social networking sites that I carefully manually posted with a carefully individually crafted message for each of them. Thank you for finding the podcast and listening. I really appreciate it. We'll talk to you next time. Take care.